you're in conversation with Clayton, and it's uh, wonderful to be having a chat to the author of a new book called Vanished. They're true stories from families of Australian missing persons. She also is the director and started up the Australian Missing Persons Register. Nicole Morris joins me. G'day, Nicole. G'day, Clayton. It's wonderful to have a chat with you, and um, I'm looking forward to talking a bit more about uh, the stories that you've collected for this book, Vanished, in a couple of minutes' time. But I, I'm particularly fascinated by uh, why, for you, uh, Australian missing persons, uh, you know, because this, the work you've done in this website has been many, many years. It's been recognised by, um, you know, for, for many years for Community Spirit Awards and all sorts of things. But where did it start from for you to say, look, I, I want to really be talking about and raising the profile of missing persons? Uh, it's something I think I would always rather talk about missing persons than myself, but I do get this question a lot. So I, I, I get that people go, why would you do this? So um, I totally understand that. I think it, it started as, I guess I'm a curious person um, and I like to work out why people do what they do and how does a person just go missing because they don't just vanish into thin air something happens to them so I think I was just always a curious person and then it was sparked by a documentary that I saw in 2005 um, that highlighted that Australia didn't have a national database for missing persons and uh, how difficult it was to access information how the public had nowhere to go it was very difficult to collate information between the states and for people to work out um, if someone had gone missing in one state and was found in another state, there was no link. Uh, so I thought, well, someone should really make a website um, about missing persons. And I'm not the sort of person to say someone else can do that. I'm the sort of person to say, I'm going to just do that. So I taught myself how to make a website and I just did it. So I, I just gathered as much information as I could personally find about missing persons. And that was from... Um, police officers would give me the information and uh, there was little bits available here and there on the internet but some even came from actual books so I would photocopy books and photocopy pictures from books and upload that to the internet and so it was very um, very much uh, you know very organic I suppose is the word I'm looking for it, it just all started very simply uh, and grew from there to what it is today and that's been 18 years now. I, I'm imagining that as you you go through that process that you're also um, you know going okay well is this going to make a difference is this actually going to it started with that curiosity it started with presumably trying to help people find loved ones or, or connect in as they they go as well um how quickly did you realise actually this does make a difference? Uh, it was it was very soon after actually. Um, I was contacted by a woman whose son was missing, uh, and that was a surprise to me um, because I didn't realise that the families would actually contact me. Um, it, I, I thought that I was just providing information and a source of research for people. Um, but this woman said, oh, do you think you could add my son to the register? And uh, and it, that was, it was frightening to me, but I thought, well, of course I can. That's something I can do on a very practical level. Um, so I uploaded his photo and his details and then tragically he was found deceased and it was devastating. I remember, you never forget, I guess, the first that it happens the first time it happens and um so i um i 
it was just absolutely devastating that that I had to say to this woman, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry, and find words of compassion for this person that I didn't know, um, but that I just felt so badly for. Um, so, uh, yeah, that was, it was very quick. Um, and But instead of being overwhelmed with grief, she was grateful to me. She was very, very grateful. So, yeah, it was, it was, and I think that was the first time that I felt that I was helping people rather yeah. than just, helping with information yeah yeah um so as you said you know 18 years or so it's been there i'm imagining over that time uh it's certainly built i'm imagining the the amount of time that you put into it has uh, constantly increased as well but presumably there's been some great stories that have occurred from that um uh, now whether it's from the book uh, or perhaps uh, from the website as well is there any any stories you'd love sharing in terms of saying Look, this is the one that i always love explaining why i do what i do uh, I think that one of the favourite stories that I have is um, I had a woman who was missing um, in Western Australia and uh, police released an age-progressed photo of her. Um, she'd been missing for about 15 years, so quite a long time. Uh, and I had had her on the register for a long time. And uh, when this age-progressed photo was released, I got a phone call from a man who said, um, I am her boyfriend and she is alive and well and um amazingly uh she but she really didn't want to um go back to her family she really um she was afraid uh, she thought that things had happened in her life that she uh, didn't want to revisit um but we worked together so i contacted the police and we worked together with the police and with her and um and gained her trust and eventually she was able to reunite with her family and it was amazing yeah. wow well that's, so that that's was, just remarkable isn't it yeah yeah and those that i must say that that is quite a rare thing yeah. to happen people who have been missing for 15 years don't usually um turn up alive and well tragically yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to talk about that too in that probably the majority of your work is not, like you said, that, that happy side of things. It is more, um, if somebody's found, perhaps more often than not, they might be deceased or something like that. Um, how do you keep yourself um, positive in those moments as you go through? Uh, and I, I suppose maybe there's, there's closure for the family, so that's one thing. But how do you how do you, you keep turning up, I suppose, every day and saying, this is the work I'm going to do? Um, it's... I think because you just know that you're doing a good thing. Um, I think, I, you know, I'm, I'm hesitant to use the word purpose, but I think that this is probably what I was meant to do. Um, and when you do something that you are meant to do, it gives you a feeling of great satisfaction. And even though it's a tragic thing and people say, oh, it must be such sad work, um, but it's, it's, it's what I was meant to do. And I think if I can help people um at the worst time of their lives that's a privilege to me so um it, in a way it's very positive um it's not um I, I don't feel sad all the time because i i try to look at it from a very positive point of view and say well i'm practically helping people in a very practical way so um and that that produces a very good feeling because i think that's what we all should be doing um for the people around us if we see a need then we need to be filling that need if we have those particular skills to do that. Yeah. And, and 
um, Nicole, my understanding too here is it's not like you're making money out of this website. In fact, but it's effectively your full time job, right? Like it's the, the, yeah. you, this is what you do. So um, registered charity now as well. I've understood. Is that correct? It is, but it's not my only job. I'm also um, I'm also a dementia nurse, so um, I, I have to juggle both. So I juggle um, going to work and doing the website and writing the book and my family. And yes. so it's um it's 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 certainly not the only thing that I do. Um, and I don't yeah, the 24 hours a day isn't quite enough. No, I would reckon it's not. My guest is Nicole Morris. She is the author of this book. Vanished, and also the director and creator of the Australian Missing Persons Register. That's AustralianMissingPersonsRegister.com as well. Um, I'm going to be back with Nicole in a couple of minutes' time. I've got so many more questions. I want to ask you, what's her daily routine in terms of as she actually goes through this? How does she go and collect information? What's she looking at? Um, more stories out of this book, Vanished, and also what we should be doing, uh, even if we don't have a missing person in our life, is there something that we could be doing to, to help others who perhaps do have missing persons? We'll be putting that question to Nicole next here on 89.9 The Light. You're in conversation with Clayton and the author of the book, Vanished, as well as the director of the Australian Missing Persons Register, Nicole Morris, is my guest and uh, the byline on that book, it Vanished, is true stories from families of Australian missing persons. And we're going to hear a couple more stories from that in just a couple of moments' time. I, I did want to ask, actually, one clarifying question, um, Nicole, that I know that mm-hmm. the, I think it's the AFP, do have a National Missing Persons Register or something similar to that. What's the difference between, say, something like that website and your website? Um, I think the AFP register doesn't have a complete list of missing persons and that's uh, for some complicated reasons. Um, Usually the investigating officer has to submit the cases. Sometimes there's dusty old files that that aren't being currently looked at so no one has submitted them to the AFP. Um, So it's a bit of red tape really. Um, But the, the the main difference I see with my particular website is that I try to complete uh, to produce a complete picture of the missing person. So while the AFP might just have a photo, one photo and a description and a summary of what when the person was last seen, then I can uh, expand on that. Um, and I can have multiple photos, so as many photos as I can find of the missing person because they might look different at different times. They might have different coloured hair or a beard or glasses. Um, and uh, and I can detail with news articles on my website about what was done uh, when that person went missing. So there would be a, an initial search and maybe a bit of background information and maybe some um, appeals from their family um, that they've made to the media, and I include all of that. So some of these pages on the website are very long, yes. uh, and I can also include coroner's reports. Um, so that's something people probably don't realise, is that uh, for a long-term missing person, quite often the coroner will uh, take on the case and do an inquest for a long-term missing person, and that doesn't mean uh, that they are definitely deceased. It means that on the balance of probability, mm-hmm. the coroner has found uh, that that's likely to be the case. But inquests are useful because they um, require the police to kind of reinvestigate a missing person yep. um, and produce all of the information that they have found during the course of their investigation. So it can be useful to try and figure out um, why the person went missing and uh, and, and not just a, a little summary of, 
you know, they were last seen in this street in this suburb. You know, that doesn't give people very much information. Yeah. Um, thank you for explaining that to us as well. I'd like to also ask around the idea of, you know, you've spent so much time um, helping and, and putting out information, as you said, and sort of going beyond the information to the care. In, in a way, uh, this is your way of caring for so many. What does mm. tend to be, in your experience here, Nicole, that the main reason people go missing? Is it foul play? Is it people are wanting to say, look, I, I, I just I want to escape my, my world at the moment? Is it, is it uh, uh, you know, other reasons? What, 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 from your understanding, is the sort of the main reasons that, missing people do go missing? I think it depends if the person is missing for a short time or a long time. I think uh, if somebody has been missing for a long time, uh, then there is more chance of foul play. I think people who watch a lot of American TV might have a bit of an idea that that all missing persons are homicide victims. Uh, And that's honestly not the case. People are are much nicer to each other than that, thankfully. Um, So I think the percentage of homicides is quite small. But when you're talking about someone who's been missing for a long time, that does tend to go up a little bit in um, likelihood. Um, But... Uh, unfortunately, mental illness is is a huge reason and it's a cause I'm really passionate about raising awareness about. Um, People are just not coping with their lives and they just need to get away for a little bit. Um, Mental illness that uh, is not being treated because people find it difficult to access and uh, and it's it's a very difficult thing. People with dementia um, who wander off, there's, there's quite high numbers of those. Um, and sometimes it is people who just want to escape for their lives for a little bit, but it's actually difficult to do that um, on a practical level because we need to verify our identity all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's it's quite difficult to not use your bank account and to not use your phone and to not leave a paper trail and to survive without, um, you know, a, a, a bank account um, that is that is all electronic. So it's it's quite difficult to just wipe your identity and start again and to and to leave everyone you know, so sometimes a you know a wife might leave a husband but she's not usually going to also leave her children or her mom or her best friend she's not going to wipe everybody she knows so there's a difference between kind of starting again um, and totally disappearing from your life and I think your website, you know, reporting, it's around over 50,000 or so missing people each each year in different mm. forms uh, throughout Australia as well. Um, I wanted to ask, you know, as you go building this and, and, you know, updating this information, what sort of a daily, and, you know, maybe it's not every day in, what, in the sense of it, but, you know, what are you doing in terms of you spending this many hours searching the website for this, this sort of information or whatever? What do you sort of go through to, to build a website like this? Um, the website now, I suppose, because the website is really long-term missing persons, uh, so it's it's not really updated constantly. Uh, when somebody is found, so they might find remains of someone, then uh, they can be taken off. Um, they they're added to the website um, fairly regularly, but I would do that, you know, every few weeks. I would say. Um, but most of my time would go into the Facebook page that has 177,000 followers. Um, and that's the place where I would put the people who go missing today um, and yesterday. So those are 
are very fresh um, cases where we need to get out the information to a large number of people very quickly um, and Facebook is very efficient um, in doing that because it's shared and then shared by those people and then shared by those people. So the post reach reaches a lot of people in a short amount of time which can be um, very, very effective in, in finding yeah. someone who's just gone missing. Yeah. So that's something that's daily happening for you as you, you go through. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, now, I wanted to ask a little bit as well around um, the more of the stories in Vanish. The, the, the heart behind writing this book, was it the bylines, true stories from families of Australian missing persons? Was it a, an, an exploration of those times to help families? Was it something from your perspective to get the word out more around it? The, the heart behind the, the reason for putting this book together, I'd lo love to know. I think it was, uh, as I said before, I, it frustrates me a little bit that people just see a picture and a description of a missing person. And I wanted to remind people that there was so much more um, before they became just a picture on a missing person poster. They had huge lives. And in some of the cases, the background information uh, might explain why they went missing later in their life. Uh, that's in one of the cases in the book of Marcia Ryan. She had a traumatic event happen to her when she was 17 and um, and she then went missing in her 30s. And you can, you can understand why once you know the background. But if you just look at it, you know, there's Marcia and she just went missing on this date. You don't understand all of the reasons why um, that might have happened. So I wanted to give a, a, a broader picture and a more complete picture of each missing person. Um, but also to highlight what their families go through, particularly their brothers and sisters. And the book is sort of focused around their brothers and sisters and the unique journeys that they go on. And the, the things that they have to do, which is not just, you know, make appeals in the media and comfort their family, but all the practical things that they have to do. They have to keep paying their rent. They have to ring up their boss and say, oh, I'm really sorry, but my sister's gone missing. Can you hold her job open? all of these things, um, access superannuation and keep paying house mortgages and car payments and all of these little things that people don't realise because you, at, at what point you have to make a decision at, at some point to say, okay, I don't think they're coming back. I can, I can keep making, I can keep paying their rent, but when do I stop? And they, this means they no longer have a home and, and terrible, terrible decisions to have to make for your family. I, yeah. I, I'm assuming that then once that's gone on for a number of years, the, the living with, um, even for the families as well, oh, you know, you're at a party and say, oh, how many brothers or sisters do you have? Well, I have I have two, but I have one that's missing. There's an, always an ongoing part of that as well, I'd imagine, too. Exactly. And, and there's common themes, I think, throughout the families in the book as well. Um, some of that they, they dream about their missing persons and they think they see them in the street and they have, uh, as you say, they have like a prepared sentence that they often say, um, like, people are going to ask me about this. What am I going to say? You know, I, I did have a brother. And sometimes they just don't want to talk about it. So they'll just say, I only have two brothers. And because it's easier, not because they want to forget the person, but yeah. sometimes it's just too hard to say it over and over again. And then they become, I think, um, Kevin Doherty in the book said, I became the guy with the missing sister. Um, he, he didn't, he wasn't himself anymore. He was the guy with the missing sister. So that's really sad. Yeah. 
it it's just something I suppose that especially if you have never been through it or like yourself Nicole connected in you're not thinking through those aspects of it um, that are, are suddenly thrust upon somebody um, in that regards yeah. and there's no preparation to say well this is this is how you get prepared for that because no one ever wants to be prepared for something like exactly. that yeah yes exactly yeah um, as we finish up Nicole I did want to ask you this question and, and that was around um, if we are somebody who doesn't have a missing person in our life. Um, what's something we can do to help? Is it to be checking out the registers? Is it to be you know connecting in on these Facebook pages? Is that actually helpful, or is it more for those who are um, around who are who have the missing people themselves? I suppose you know we've seen it on the the TV in the past. You know, here's a missing person, and call this number. Those sorts of aspects. What's the actual best ongoing thing somebody who doesn't have a missing person in their life can be doing to help? Uh, I think. Um, I'm a great believer in in just being compassionate about one another and providing that support. And sometimes, even if you don't want to share a missing person appeal, um, sometimes that little comment saying, oh, sending best wishes to the family or something can be enormously comforting. Um, I had a message this morning because it's Missing Persons Week at the moment, and I had a message this morning um, from a lady and I don't even know who her missing person is it's uh, she's never contacted me before and she said thank you so much for remembering I didn't think anybody still cared and that oh I'm getting choked up telling you about it now because that that just meant so much to me and and she didn't think anybody still cared so I think what we can do is show them that Australia does care about missing persons and um so a little comment to say, you know, I really hope you find your missing person. And um, if you do want to share that on your Facebook page, maybe somebody in your Facebook friend list um, does have information about a missing person. I think that people do say, oh, somebody must know something. And that's not 100% true because we live in a very big country with lots of bushland. Um, and it's, it is unfortunately too easy for someone to, to disappear and not be found. So sometimes somebody doesn't have the answer, but uh, I think providing that comfort and remembering them is really important. Uh, and if we can um, just make yourself aware of a missing person poster, because you never know, it may be something that you do have information about, or you may just think, oh, hang on a minute, I did see that kid down at the shop or that woman on a train and she, gee, she looked like that woman in the picture and it was about the time that, that she went missing and it can't hurt to make a call to Crime Stoppers. It can't hurt at all. Uh, that's wonderful. And and I think there is, you know, the, the value of that is fantastic, right? To not only have that highlighting if we see something, but at the same point, that focus on compassion for those around. <laughs> I, I love that uh, as a beautiful yeah. encouragement to us. And I, pardon my just lack of care by saying it is National Person Missing Persons Week, which is why we have you on, Nicole, as well. But I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm sorry I got yes. so stuck into the conversation with you and and uh, about your book as well. Uh, so thank you for highlighting that uh, once more. Nicole, we just want to say thank you for all the work that you do um, for many, many years around Australian Missing Persons, the the Facebook group, the, 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 the website, this new book, Vanished, as well. We wish you all the best with that. And we thank you so much uh, for taking some time and having a conversation with us. Oh, thank you so much for your interest. It's, it's very much appreciated by not just by me, but by the families of the missing as well. Yeah. Nicole Morris, my guest, she's the author of this book, Vanished, here on 89.9 The Light.